Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash deconversion. They've got over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, this is Deconversion Therapy. I am Karen. And I am Bonnie. <laughs> and welcome to another edition of not only the weekly episode, but to another one of our letter sodes where you guys have written us true funny stories that are tied to religion, Christianity, church, or anything within that. And we are always getting some good letters, so we can't wait to read them to you. Let me just pause right now and say we were recording this on a Sunday, and last night, Taylor Swift was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live, Yeah, and the song that she sang had the word lover in it several times, mm-hmm. and it just creeped the hell out of me because I, yeah. she she doesn't look like... She doesn't look like a young woman. That sounds weird, but she looks like an old lady. Really? I think. She looks so young. I don't think she looks like anyone who would use the word lover. I think that's what she was getting at. Yeah. I mean, I think she's trying to be sophisticated, I guess, and use that word and... People who use lover are like sprawled out <laughs> on a chaise lounge with a cigarette. That's or as I think Tina Fey in 30 Rock said, the, the word lover bums me out unless it's between meat and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I co-sign that. Uh, so deconversion therapy, if this is the first time you've listened to it, We are two ex-evangelical Christians who met when we were one years old and went through our whole journey in church together, all the way up through Christian college, and I became a missionary. Yeah, that's when we splintered. (laughs) And then we... uh, We have been talking the last few years just about all the funny things that happened in church that, fortunately for us, were not traumatic. We didn't have any kind of really terrible things happen to us. Yeah, not to us. And guess what? We're sparing you guys some of the traumatic stuff that happened to other people in our church that that is a disgusting sampling. Totally. You're not getting that. You'd like to in, you know, a special situation, but not here. Exactly. And some people come to us and ask, you know, oh, do you guys do interviews of how I left the church? Do you want to hear this story of, you know, this trauma? And most people, our listeners know, that's not us. We do the stuff that provides a different niche. We know a bunch of other podcasts that do that, and uh, I list them usually on Twitter. You can see all the friends that we have that are doing those, and those are great for like um, something meaningful. <laughs> yeah, but we are absent of that. <laughs> so we used to go out to lunch with the people from Sunday school in my singles group. So, so, so I'm dating this guy and we went together and there was another, what you just, you're in a singles group, but you're dating. 
Yeah, well, we happen to both be single but dating. So, you know, everybody was coupling off whatever. Gotcha. So we all went to Bennigan's or something like that. <laughs> so we all go to Bennigan's after church. And I'm picking around at this chicken that I had. And I got a piece of, you know, gristly stuff. So when no one was looking, I took it out of my mouth, put it on the edge of the plate. So I'm finished with as much as I wanted to eat. And this guy who we loved, who was in the group with us, he said, oh, are you finished there? And I'm like, oh, yeah, go ahead and have it. I look away and I look back. The whole plate is clean. He had eaten my gristle. Oh, God. He just shoved everything in his mouth. So he ate my chewed up gristle. That is so... I know. What? Did you tell him? Did you say anything? No, I can't tell him he ate my gristle. (laughs) <laughs> sick all right now so tell people what you're doing next week disgusted um all right so uh, this coming thursday myself and two other podcasters are going to travel to atlanta we're in tennessee to a podcasting conference and i need to say a few things here um one, I'm leaving my house, which is traumatic. <laughs> Two, I am going to a convention of people. Three, those <laughs> people are going to be upbeat, and I'm a little horrified. Like, I'm worried it's going to be, because it's all women, that it's going to sort of be a, you know, you go, girl, you have the power type thing, <laughs> and I'm going to be like this very, you know, fair-skinned, red-headed goth person sitting in the corner. Stop. You need to embrace it. If someone tells you to go, you go. Oh, I'm going. And I'm going to learn tons of stuff, I assume. But, you know, our podcast doesn't fit in a lot of the ones that are coming out. So I'm in this big podcast group online. And it's mostly... Um, health and wellness, how to be the true you, or things like that. And that's a lot of what I see at the podcast event. So hopefully I will find enough that works for us and all that. But we, yeah, we don't want you to go, girl. <laughs> at all. We want you to go human. Right. You go. We want you to leave, girl. That's what we want. <laughs> Leave, so, go home and just listen to stuff. Yeah. So I'll update you about that. But I can guarantee if any photos come out of like all the lights and the glitz and, you know, everyone up cheering, look for the hole where there's <laughs> someone sitting down and give me a wave. Um, <laughs> while I'm thinking about it, did I... <laughs> Did I re- did you see Karen Kilgariff's post yesterday on Twitter? I saw one of them. What was yours? <laughs> it says, I think I might throw on some sweats and this entire free sample of shimmering body oil and go see what I can stir up over at AutoZone. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> she thinks of her tweets for like days, she says. Really? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's a lot of effort. All right, I have the first letter is from someone named Sherry, and she writes, In the mid-90s, I was attending a church service, and the pastor said a very sexist thing. 
Nuh-uh, Sherry. (laughs) Really? Um, He said, quote, God is all masculine. There is nothing feminine in God. From back on my 23rd row, I rolled my eyes so hard. When my eyeballs came back down, I saw the pastor (laughs) looking right at me with a stunned look on his face. And then he said, I feel led to stop the service right now and pray against the spirit of witchcraft. He proceeded to do that loudly for a while because, you know, eye-rolling the pastor equals witchcraft. Resisting sexism? Witchcraft. Yay, witchcraft. From that point on, I equated witchcraft with feminism. (laughs) Good for you, Sherry. So you, again, weren't in these churches where everything was witchcraft, were you? Me? Yes. No, I don't think so. I don't remember anything. You're lucky. Okay, so I live in a neighborhood that has a neighborhood Facebook page. And I was at some friends in the neighborhood yesterday, and they were like, oh, did you see blah, blah, super Christian who posted something. Um, <laughs> super Christian. Like, no. Like that narrows know. it down where you live. Exactly. Um, and when we say that, we mean the annoying ones, obviously. But to give you a little background, in our neighborhood around Halloween, we have something called Witch Haven. And the mothers, usually of young kids, really deck out themselves as witches. They deck out their bikes. And I mean, they're cute witches, duh. And um, and they ride through on a certain day and kids are on the side and they throw candy to the kids. And then what they've done is they run a campaign, each of the women, to gather money because it's a fundraiser. This year it's for American Cancer Society. So it's always a charitable event, but it's really fun for the kids. And then they see their mothers coming through and, you know, giving them candy. So yesterday by super Christian, I'm going to read some of the stuff she wrote. (laughs) She wrote, witchcraft is real. Witches are real. Sorcery is real. Fortune tellers are real. Sometimes it just takes standing up and being willing to speak out and not be polite about what God calls evil. This post is for those who call upon the name of Jesus and profess (laughs) his Lord. Please, please don't be hoodwinked into believing that dressing up like a witch, putting signs in your yard that testify you're a witch, and supporting witch haven. Okay. (laughs) um, And supporting witch haven is going to go unnoticed by the capital J, judge of all. All witchcraft and sorcery is birthed in the heart of God. Isn't birthed. Oops. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, God. It's a diabolical ploy to bring evil in the form of fun and generosity into our blessed community. Okay, so (laughs) the devil. You should have pronounced that blessed, by the way. I know. Under his eye. I'm not afraid of witches and sorcery or the repercussions of this post, but the fear of God grips my soul and my heart for my neighbors. God isn't mocked. 
and curses are real. I've seen this evident in the lives of generous, kind people who are unwittingly embracing that which God calls evil. Um, And then she goes on. Let's not be like Eve who listened to the enemy and believed the lie that God was holding out on her. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Christian, let's come together, uh, pray, break the stronghold. And she said, and those who created uh, to bring this witch haven event, if you want help to turn it around from the <laughs> heart. Yes, sorry. With to turn it time. around. Yeah. Oh, okay. I believe volunteers were poor out of their homes. A harvest day. Damn those harvest days is what many people celebrate, which allows for games, candy, and celebration. Message me if you want us to gather together and to pray and ask God to save and continue to bless our community. Okay. I hope we're going to be reading the comments. My God. So it got taken down and then I heard it got put up. She put it up again later and I missed all the fun, but lots of people had already like (laughs) screenshotted it. But in Tennessee, like this whole idea that you are elitist enough to overpower the souls of everyone in the neighborhood to become Christians is just so much spinning your wheels. And I don't (laughs) want to comment on it. But I mean, how terrible for like these people who are giving to the Cancer Society, who are doing all this and that. And then have you ever been to these harvest festivals? No, but I will also just comment that I like that the ladies who are riding around on their bikes are not dressing up as slutty witches. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, that's the usual M.O. of a lot of people for Halloween. Exactly. Oh, slutty nurse. (laughs) What a surprise. It's a doctor with fishnets. So the, uh, oops, where was I? Um, (laughs) You made me laugh. It's something funny I saw last night. Wait, no, let's not get distracted. I'm, I'm not. I'm just trying to keep thought. up the laughing energy. Oh, no. I'm not telling you what it is. Good. Wait, what was it? What was mine? Oh, okay. So the Harvest Festivals, I've gone to one or two. They're huge events. But again, they're like, this is the alternative to Halloween. And you want to go, why didn't Christians have an original thought and something to begin with, like everything, they're all like, God, you know, created everything. He's the Genesis. He's the creator. Then how come he's always coming in second? How come everything he's is always a reaction? <laughs> what? He's always copying these um, I know. even festivals. Like, oh, oh, dear. I didn't know that was going to happen. I'm all knowing, but I <laughs> was not prepared for Halloween. So let's wait till the mid-90s and think up something alternative. Yeah. In the mid-90s. <laughs> That's when I'm really going to bring it out. Yep. They're going to love this. They're going to love and, a harvest festival. That's right. The people, the farmers who produce hay are going to be in the money. Well, they all do those hay bales. All right. So what's your letter? All right. So this person says we can use her name. Her name's Maria. 
And she says, thanks for making the Christian bubble burst less painful. I (laughs) wish you guys were tight with my mom. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's everyone's wish. (laughs) That's right. Because we have influence. That's it. And, Uh, you know, (laughs) sorry, I don't leave the house. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what? It doesn't work on my mom. So (laughs) I think it's going to work with yours. Introduce her mom. Yeah. To your mom. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyways, here goes, she says. Let's bring it back to a cheery Sunday afternoon, circa 2010, where Bethlehem Baptist is shining the light in Massachusetts, one of the states with the highest rate of non-believers. Like many other churches, the pastoral family prides itself in being a godly family, quote-unquote, thriving under the grace of a good, good God. But I think we can all agree the status tends to go to the PKs, pastor kids, and PGKs, pastor grandkids, heads. So the stat, that's a status symbol thing? Yeah. I never, I never really knew any of the kids to be of an age enough to know that it was a status thing. Well, within the church. church. Yeah. I know, but our, the kids of our pastor, they were like, they were too young to know. Right. They had status. Yeah. Um, However, on this auspicious day, the pastor grandkids note, they are homeschooled, (laughs) command the attention of everyone in the hallway. More specifically, the two eldest daughters, aged 12 and 14, are dutifully bringing lemonade down for the family luncheon. But alas, both girls have servants' hearts, that's in quotes, <laughs> and want to be tasked with the honor of carrying the pitcher. This is funny to me because that's what happened in Downton Abbey. Like, they got upset that their honor was taken away because they couldn't serve the queen and king. Well, but now I'd be kind of happy to the movie. What? Now I don't have to go to the movie. Oh, that was not a spoiler. Anyway, so <laughs> back to the letter. They start squabbling, and the younger pleads to no avail. Her second tactic is to take a calculated pinch at her elder sister's stomach, or was it her <laughs> boob? I can't quite recall. At which point, the older sister strikes back with a vengeance, but wait, the younger has a hold on the pitcher, and as her quite bossy eldest sister demands she relinquish control of the lemonade, she follows her heart's desire and dumps the entire pitcher over her <laughs> sister's head. All the while, my... 10-year-old self has been thanking Jesus for not giving me sisters as my brothers and I stare on entranced by the scene. I don't remember much after that, but lemonade was not had that Sunday, and the flesh truly is weak, especially when unexpectedly pinched. Um, I'm not sure how funny this is, very, but I find it quite amusing, and my brothers still reminisce about that fateful afternoon. They really are sweet girls, but Satan has a way of tempting people when they are weak, I suppose. Keep it up, ladies. I look forward to future programming. Okay, that is the perfect letter. As an English teacher, can we go back and line by line dissect how perfectly written because the writer used so many like familiar Christian, you know, lingo in there that I love. PKs. The PKs, (laughs) the heart's desire, the weakness of the flesh. (laughs) And I definitely remember, you know, looking at 
the kids of the preacher, the pastor, like getting asked to babysit his kids was. Oh, that's right. You knew them. The highest privilege right. there was for a young kid, you know. Because that meant you were going to be an influence on them and it was okay. I'm a hashtag influencer and it was amazing. Well, one time in college, one of our professors asked me to babysit his kid who was like maybe a year and a half. And I'm pretty sure I recoiled in horror thinking, (laughs) why would you ask me? And um, I said, okay, because I thought it was the thing to do. But it was always just a big mystery. Like, why would he want me to do this? Did they have some kind of a meeting? And they're like, you know what? We're going to try to get her... To be more maternal. Or it was like, okay, this person turns things in on time. Uh, They get good grades. So if my kids stop (laughs) breathing. Yeah, she's probably going to know how to call someone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, God. Most of the time when we do things, our sources are off the internet, but now with the letters, of course, you guys are our sources. But otherwise, we're going down the rabbit holes, looking at different things, going to Wikipedia, New York Times, Washington Post, and I just found out that on Audible, who sponsors us, I didn't even notice that they give you free subscriptions. So there is the New York Times, like does like this, I don't know how long it is. It could be 20 minutes. It could be an hour. Every day they record like the news of the day that you can just click on and listen to that. Yeah, So you can like download it, stick it in your car and be up to date. Right. And they also offer freebies of meditation and fitness, which I also didn't know. And there's one that does like uh, trains you to do that walk to run thing. Yep. Couch to 5K. Is that what it's called? Yes. Although I don't know, maybe that couch to 5K is trademark. I think this is just called, you know. Get you up. shall go faster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but there's 20, 25 minute classes on it. So you just put it in your little earbuds and you go out and do that. And it, you know, trains you to get better and better. And it's all through Audible. So I was not aware of that. And That's then cool. you, yeah, you were talking about the other week that they finally, did something that I think the first time I enrolled with Audible made me not use it and then forget that I had it, is that you had to go to your laptop and go into Amazon and all this stuff to order the books. You couldn't do it on your phone, but now they put it in the app. So now you can just go, bam. You You can use your credits on the app. Which is great because half the time you're uh, mobile when you think about what you want to listen to. Um, I'm usually like (laughs) at a a wind sprint on my fifth mile and I'm like, I'd like another book. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, um, so for my next credit, I'm going to use this on a book called The Nobodies. My friend Liza Palmer, who I've known for God 
25 years, maybe. Um, so she's got a new book out. This is somebody I went to acting school with out in Los Angeles. And back in the day, I remember thinking, Ooh, she's interesting because whenever we would go somewhere like to a movie and we'd all be sitting in a row or wherever you were going to sit next to somebody at a table at a restaurant, she Mm -hmm. had to sit on a certain side because she couldn't hear out of one of her ears. And I I always thought, Oh God, I've got to make sure that I'm not being rude and talking to her in one ear where she can't hear me. Even though (laughs) she'd be thankful. (laughs) Uh So, so her first book, Conversations with the Fat Girl, um, she's, she's, you know, I'm reading along, da 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 The main character, it turns out the main character is faking not being able to hear out of the one of the ears. Oh, and so cool. I, yeah. And so I told her, like, oh, that's really interesting, just like you. And she goes, oh, yeah, that wasn't real. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so she had been thinking it when we were in school together so every time we were in a seated position yeah yeah so um (laughs) I was merely acting (laughs) she was just she was just acting yep I love that that so 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 her new book is just out it's called the nobodies that's what I'm going to use my next credit for but I also wanted to read uh, this is one of my favorite things is reading reviews by ill-informed people Yes. And that's, I'm trying Which to think is of a, an, a bane of existence to the poor authors, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, so maybe it's just from the, the wrong or a different point of view, this review. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read this review to you. So all of her books are narrated by different people. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> this is, and I fear that, the, well, no, I'm not afraid. This person is never going to listen to our podcast because I suspect they're off listening to something very sincere and earnest. Um, <laughs> the quote of this review is too much language, very disappointed. Um, here it is. Every other, <laughs> every other sentence has cuss words, and the writer even brags about it. Can't even follow the story because of all the language. Totally ridiculous. Completely disappointed because I really like Susie Jackson, the narrator. But now she just sounds like garbage mouth. We'll try and return. So, like, who the fuck okay, reviews in. a book based on reading who it. reads it? <laughs> So oh, she's never, upset yeah. because Susie Jackson sounds like a garbage mouth. Right. Anyway. Care, character is a garbage mouth. Good <laughs> for her. That's probably good for her. So that makes me want to read it even more. Me too. So, uh, for the listeners of our podcast, Audible is offering a free audio book download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service, which apparently includes newspapers. Mm-hmm. And meditation. And um, running your ass off. Yeah, running. Um, so all you have to do to download your free audiobook today is go to audibletrial.com slash deconversion. So audibletrial.com slash deconversion. And then you get your free audiobook. Awesome. And it also, you know, we're not being coy at all. These things help sponsor and provide for us to keep the podcast going because, you know, it costs and blah, blah, blah. And we always want to keep everything free 
and open to people and not put it behind a paywall like a lot of podcasts are moving to. So we don't want to do that. Um, All right. Next letter. You're going to read one from someone named Maria. Nope, that was Maria, the last one. What are you, on your phone? What? No, I'm right (laughs) on the page. Um, Okay. No, I read Maria's. The next one is not that one. It is. (laughs) (laughs) The next one is from somebody named Diane. You ready? I am prepared. I have to ask you that every time. Here's my story. I homeschooled my kids. (laughs) I was not the crazy, crazy weirdo type of homeschooler like the Duggars, but the garden variety Christian weirdo kind. (laughs) Our church, we were told that public school kids would be a, all caps, bad influence on our godly homeschooled kids. When my sons were in grade school and middle school, they were accepted into a prestigious citywide choral arts program where they were with kids from public schools, private schools, and charter schools. And guess what? Those other kids were good kids, some of whom we actually carpooled with. This I like that. Like I, I actually let them into the car with us. And it's like, it is, it's like a revelation. <laughs> I mean, you can be an adult and just go like, oh my God. Some of them, we actually let them bring their heroin and their needles into our what? cars. <laughs> what? Like, like, they're so awful. Like, oh, come oh, on. You're saying that. I thought yeah. that was in the letter. No. <gasps> okay. <laughs> come on. Bring your, bring your 40 ounce of beer. We're going to carpool. Get Um, that witchcraft kid in here, whatever that is. The shirt that says fuck just because. Um, All right. This was just another way I realized the ladies at our church were lying to me. And that was a big piece of my deconversion. Um, Fast forward 13 years. My two oldest kids have college degrees and the youngest has a job he loves in a cannabis greenhouse. Uh Oh, um, uh, it was a slippery slope there, woman. Yeah, it used to be, but guess what? If it's legal now, well, then who's going to harsh you for that? Yeah. Well, oh, they will. The church. <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. Um, here's the funny bit, she says. Since my kids were around lots of other kids, even while we homeschooled, they dressed in the contemporary fashion of the early 2000s. When we would go to museums or other public places during school hours, we became expert at spotting homeschoolers from a mile away. Look for a mom in a denim jumper. <laughs> Check. Yeah. <laughs> boys with khakis or jeans with tucked in polo shirts check mm-hmm. girls with long hair check lots <laughs> of kids double check and of course my kids were better at spotting the guilty homeschoolers than i was they still have homeschool radar today in their 20s now they try very hard to make it impossible for others to guess they were ever homeschooled that's so funny um uh. Uh, The moral of the story, if you are super religious and one of your kids will simply not fit into the good Christian mold, no matter what you try, as good Christian parents, listen to him. This kid was the one who knew enough to call bullshit on the whole thing. Neither his dad nor I are believers now. Guess which kid it is. Yep, the one working in the cannabis greenhouse, living his (laughs) best life apart from the bullshit. Love the show and laughing at the crazy shit I used to believe so fervently and soberly. I am no longer fervent or sober. 
Thank you. I'm no longer fervent. (laughs) We should have had her write in manually so that when we open the envelope, (laughs) she might have a little something for us from her son. Oh, my gosh. What are you implementing? I know. I love all of it. And the idea, like, yeah, you can spot a homeschooled kid. And I know there's another way that some ex-homeschoolers do is they go the opposite and they get the ear gauges, they get the What's that? What's that? T- tattoos. What is that? The earrings that look big, get bigger and bigger because you stick in bigger. Like, For homeschool kids? After they're out. Oh, after oh, like a way adults. of Yeah, like they'll claiming. do everything okay. to then opposite identify. I got um, it. Yeah. Okay. Those don't grow back, do they? What? Those holes, when you stretch them and make them bigger, they don't grow back, right? No, no. I know a plastic surgeon who's oh in my last neighborhood <laughs> who go. actually just, there was a guy with those, and he handed him his business card, and he said, you'll need me one day. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's somebody I play tennis with, and she's in the process of having her tattoo removed. Yeah. And I can see what it used to say, and I don't even think she wants to tell me why the word hooch is on her, <laughs> <laughs> on her body. <laughs> uh, probably the cool nickname of her eighth grade boyfriend. Um, or maybe the dog. Eighth, maybe um, eighth grade is too <laughs> young. <laughs> I'm 13 and I can have this tattoo. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, All right. Our last one is from Sean. Hello, Bonnie and Karen, exclamation mark. I want to start by saying I love your podcast. And I said love because it's all in caps and then sweet. I struggled to find a quick story to submit because my time in church was pretty uneventful. Then I remembered one incident in particular. (laughs) There's always one. I know. This took place probably in 2009 or 10. Oh, my God, that's recent. I know. I went to a small non-denominational church for, wait. For Jews. Yeah, that was beginning to grow in attendance, and they decided to start dabbling in advertising the church services. While I was going there, I briefly went through a long hair phase. (laughs) This will be an important detail, I swear. (laughs) One of their ideas to market themselves was to air an ad before movies in a movie theater in the area. Oh, Oh, gosh. Remember the one that we had in um, Lake Worth? It was like Lou's Theater and... There would be these local commercials. I don't remember that at all, but that's awesome because I remember them from New York and they were pretty bad there. So they must have been horrible here. They were bad. Okay. What was it? What was it here? Like, go to eat pizza here. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, okay. One day I'm sitting in a movie in this theater with a few friends and up comes an advertisement for the church. <laughs> it's maybe 30 seconds long, only shows several photos with a voiceover and looks like it was put together in iMovie or something. <laughs> sure. Save <laughs> you guys. Crack me up. I cannot help but notice every photo oddly has me included in it in some capacity. <laughs> Sitting there talking to people during a dinner, me playing bass during a worship service, me standing at the pulpit giving a reading. While my friends are poking fun about it, the gears in my head start going. So we here we have a church ad showing a guy with long brown hair and a beard engaged in various church activities. And I started to wonder, are they trying to make it seem like Jesus attends our church? <laughs> Exclusively. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if I would consider this one of the most embarrassing situations in my life, but there was definitely a level of awkwardness sitting there while your church makes it look like you're a cosplay Christ in their commercial. <laughs> and your friends joke about multiplying the Swedish fish to feed the theater. <laughs> I I never actually asked the church for an explanation because despite how uncomfortable I was with that, the ad didn't run long. Uh, didn't have money. And I don't know if the real reason would have been any better than the scenario I had concocted in my head. Plus, even now, I can definitely say I'd probably go to a church to see Jesus slap bass. <laughs> oh, my Thank gosh. you, Sean. Oh, Sean and all the bass players of the Praise and Worship bands. Thank you for well, your <laughs> consistency and backsliding and leaving churches. But I honestly think that a lot of it was probably the intention of a uh, Hey, look, we're we're accepting of people with long hair. Yeah, we're, we're not going to re- different <laughs> lifestyles. We're not going to reject hippies. <laughs> or we're yeah, we're cool. We're down with it. We're down. Yeah, <laughs> and you won't. You'll love watching this terribly made, terribly edited little movie right, right before you watch some. Yeah, better. What movie. is okay? Uh, I, I read this and I don't know what it means. What is cosplay? Is cosplay, Cosby? yes. <laughs> it's when you drug someone at your house. No, it's when, it like Comic-Con, it's when all the people will dress up like different characters from... Oh, costume. Yes, yes. Oh, that explains something that I read in Best of Next Door last night, too. Fantastic. There you I go. I learned so and much from you. You're so everything. Hip. Well, Sean taught you. So <laughs> we learned from well, everyone. It was a group effort. So please send in more of your stories. Uh, if you have any now that Halloween's coming up and it they'll be read after Halloween, but just keep an eye out for anything fantastic about how crazy it gets around Halloween and what your church did in the past or what you hear people say. I remember my kids trick or treating and being 
like nearly wanting to kill a woman who just handed them a Christian track and a pencil <laughs> once. They were so like, uh, but well, let me let me just mention to you because it's Halloween themed. Friend of mine owns a store in New York, and it was Halloween, and I we were they were just having a little get together. So I brought her a little headband that had devil horns on it because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this will let her keep her cute hairdo and just you know have something to wear. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, we're Jewish, I'm not allowed to wear these. They oh. are not allowed to wear those as what some are- part of. You know, I, I guess at some point they had been <laughs> deemed devils. Oh, the yes. in general. See, wouldn't have even thought of that. I didn't either. Good and one. then I was like, oh, thanks. Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's true. Like the cultures, like we, yep. so many of these cultures, no clue. Oh, yeah. now I know it to get my Jewish friend. Good idea. Yeah. A halo. Uh-huh. All um, right. A long brown wig of Jesus. Um, <laughs> and a if, mustache. Yeah. If you're looking to give your Jewish friend something, go <laughs> check out our shop. Go oh, to deconversiontherapypodcast.com. And we have a shop there with that also helps support the podcast. We have Don't Be a Ship Pile shirts and mugs and um, different mugs stickers. about tithing. We got stickers. We got stuff like that. And people can start suggesting things that we can sell if there's anything that we've said or um, something that resonates that has to do with the podcast send it in we'll we'll stick it on something like and sell cannabis. it back to you yes cannabis <laughs> little uh, direct yeah. from the greenhouse of the youngest son <laughs> of diane <laughs> yeah we'll see you next week thanks for listening thanks guys thanks girls oh i'm sexist i'm sorry witchcraft <laughs> goodbye <laughs> Rumbling blog <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>